0: Welcome back to Unarma Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and watching each episode. And continue, please, to share with your friends and family members and colleagues. And don't forget to leave a rating or review if you feel this is an awesome show. And you can connect to all of my social media on the Parade Deck. Just look in the show notes, or you can put in the search engine, Mario P. Fields Parade Deck and get all access to my social media well let's get ready to interview another guest who is willing to remove their armor to help other people ladies and gentlemen welcome back to unarmored talk podcast i know it's been a couple of weeks i am your host mario p fields and today's guest is faiso fazzipra what's
1: going on man hey good to be here (laughs)
0: Ladies and gentlemen, before I get into our guest, I want to thank you all for supporting this podcast, and we've been over two years and running, couldn't do it without you guys. Number two, our amazing sponsor, Robert and Miriam Norris. You guys always hear me talk about them every episode. Please learn more about them at TakeChargeYourHealth.USANA.com. They keep me healthy, keep me looking good, according to my wife. And um, the only thing they don't help me with is growing. So I I, I I can't, I haven't found any medication to get taller, ladies and gentlemen. But now let's get back to another guest who was willing to remove his armor to help others develop a accurate way of thinking. And he's a Marine Corps veteran, served some time in combat, executive. He served some time in the executive world the private sector, entrepreneur, and more. Fez, What's going down, man?
1: Hey, you know, we're just uh, just grinding through and making things happen.
0: Yes, yes. Fess, please tell the listeners and viewers just a little bit about yourself and what you do, man.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, you know, just to pick up on what you talked about, yes, I'm a uh, Marine Corps veteran, infantry, combat veteran, served uh, primarily in 1st Battalion, 8th Marines, as well as 2nd Battalion, 8th Marines. Um, And I spent then about two decades in the corporate world, primarily on the sales side, within the professional staffing and recruiting industry. And about two years ago, myself and a former client, we started our company in that same sector of staffing and recruiting. Uh, the name of our company is Ephesus Solutions, ESI. And uh, we've got a pretty interesting story. We're growing and uh, we're putting a lot of people to work, veterans especially, and we're growing our footprint right now.
0: Yeah, nice. Eighth Marines, and I—I I, I served in three eight. So, so you—you you took uh, one eight and two eight. I took three eight. But we got the we got the entire regiment right here on unarmed.
1: More than duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Go go, Eighth Marines. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, how can people? Before we get into the interview, how can people learn more about ESI? Learn more about you. How can they find you, my friend?
1: Absolutely. So first of all, um, I welcome anybody who wants to link in with me. You know, um, I can be found at uh, uh, Faisal Cipra and then our company, Ephesus Solutions, which is um, quite a long one, E-P-H-E-S-U-S Solutions, EphesusSolutions.com. And you can also find us on LinkedIn.
0: Yeah. And I'll make sure those those are uh, in the show notes as well. So folks, if you're on audio... You can go in the show notes and click on the links. And if you go on a YouTube channel, uh, same thing, there'll be in the show notes and, and click. So so here you are, you know, right? Did some time in the Marine Corps, worked for deployed, got some combat uh, experience. And then you transition out of the Marine Corps and somehow eventually become an entrepreneur. Talk to, let's talk about that journey and some of the things that you experienced, man.
1: Sure. So um, I was very fortunate that, um, Coming, transitioning uh, out of active duty, I actually had a former platoon commander who uh, in '18 who had gone to work on Wall Street, and we stayed in contact. And so as I was transitioning in the Marine Corps, he kind of stepped in as a mentor to me, you know, just kind of making sure that I was staying focused and you know working my way into a good career path. So I, I basically took a took a leap of faith and uh, came into corporate sales. In the telecommunications industry, I was fortunate that uh, even then I didn't have a degree yet, that I had a hiring manager that, uh, you know, really, you know, wanted to hire more more veterans. So we loved the story. So we gave me a chance. And that set off almost a decade, um, you know, a progression in, you know, corporate sales within that industry. uh, And then I made the move then into actually recruiting for that industry. Wow. Uh, which I then spent another decade doing. Um, and that's what basically laid the foundation um, for the company that I uh, that I started along with my partner, um, you know, two years ago.
0: Wow. And you know, it's interesting too, the latest statistics says about 60 to 80% of job opportunities are found through networking. And here you are, you're like, Mark, I didn't even have the degree, but it was through networking and 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 that demand for the veteran skills. and So let's talk about those skills. You know, a lot of times, I believe, even in my part-time position, you know, as a department labor uh, uh, facilitator for TRS Transition Readiness Seminar, what I believe is a lot of folks who served in the military uh, believe, especially infantry, we'll just say infantry because that's that's where you served in, they believe that they don't have skills that they develop in the military that they can transfer into the private sector. What's your thoughts, Fez?
1: So, you know, I was guilty as charged of that myself. You know, (laughs) once upon a time, you know, I thought that, uh, you know, I needed to go into, you know, um, something more hands-on, something more physical, you know, which which are great careers, um, because I didn't know what those skills I had from the infantry would translate to. But once I got an opportunity, was able to break through and get that first job, Right. I started noticing all around me that the things that, that lacked and the things that were setting people apart and making them successful, things that people had gone through many advanced degrees um, to learn and years of experience, it, the bell went off one day and I said, you know what, I learned all these things in, 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 the, in the grunts. You know, I'm talking about being on time, you know, <laughs> planning accordingly, being organized, you know, you know, doing those daily drills that keep you sharp um, every every, every day. And And I'd love to pick up on that a little bit later in the conversation if we have an opportunity. Right. And I realized that those things, that if I could just harness those things into my daily life, those simple daily disciplines, and honestly, I think we take for granted sometimes, especially those of us who just did one enlistment, those are really the things that can set you apart. And those are things that will prove very quickly to those around you that you are reliable, yeah, that you are trustworthy, and that you are that you are someone who embraces um, you know those qualities of you know you know that we talk about in our leadership traits you know dependability, enthusiasm, etc.
0: Right, you, you know, and you, and those soft skills, those human skills, you know, like you said, you looked around and you're going, wait a minute. I, I don't need a doctorate degree. They, they, what's in demand is: Can you show up to work? Can I depi- can I trust you? Can you plan in, in during crisis? Can you create opportunities in turbulent world? In a turbulent world, which leads me to my next question for you: I've read some articles about some some very um, things, some 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 very successful decisions that you uh, made in your company. During some very challenging times, you created some opportunities during crisis moments. What talked to me about that?
1: You know, so when we started the company, you know, we had already made the plan to start it before all of a sudden our world with the pandemic. And we wondered, you know, a couple of weeks into this, did we, did, did we just make, you know, one of the one of the one of the worst, uh, you know, career or um. But we quickly, you know, but that, that's the other thing that, um, you know, the core teaches us is, you know, you always have to find a way into breach. You know, if you if you can't go this way, maybe you come in that way. So my partner and I, who, am, to, who in his, to his credit also is an amazing business mind, um, we both realize that, okay, the traditional way we've done business doesn't exist right now. Mm. But what does exist? Let's find out what does exist. And we realized that there was a window of opportunity. Why, while many of our big competitors that would otherwise would have probably swallowed us alive, they were, you know, they were off kilter. They were in the fog of war, if you would. Right. And we had that opportunity to seize that and and look and say, okay, while they're figuring themselves out and deciding, are they going to go through layoffs? Are they going to work remote or are they going to shut locations? We have an opportunity to go after everybody. And find out, you know, what's what's important to them. And one thing we found very quickly that there were there was an opportunity right away to, you know, give companies the resources they need to make sure that they could build their technology to support a remote workforce. And that was something we both had a background in, uh, but we were able to do that. And then just just one step out, one foot in front of the other, you yeah. know. And uh, I guess it was very much like. Uh, You know, in uh, in boot camp at the School of Infantry, where in those first few miles it just doesn't seem like you're going to make it. (laughs) But after a while, you just, like you said, you got to keep that enthusiasm, stay focused, and stay, and and know what your objective is. And that's another thing that goes back to, you know, uh, the core is we always know where we want to ultimately land. We know what what the mission is to accomplish. So no matter how difficult it gets, we know how to keep ourselves grounded and keep ourselves back on track.
0: Yeah, and, and I like how you you know you talk about where we're essentially uh, you know folks were managers across the industries were reacting to to yes. this to this external uh, un, unplanned unimaginable pandemic right external thing that happens now here you guys instead of reacting you know here you guys go all right w- this is what we know this is what we don't know let's focus on the known. And let's get aggressive with finding some opportunities during this crisis.
1: You know, I go directly back to a lesson I learned in my time in combat, which was in Desert Storm, the first Gulf War. And I watched an interview some years ago with, you know, General Colin Powell. And he kind of talked about the role of Marines. And he explained, look, you know, here we had the fifth largest army in the world, the Iraqis, that had been totally put off kilter. from from the air campaign. They didn't know what was going on. They weren't moving around and they didn't know what to expect. And that's exactly what the Marine Corps did. The Marine Corps said, you know what? They're expecting us to come from the coast. So we're not gonna do that. They're not expecting us to come up through this lane in the numbers we did. They're not expecting us to come in as aggressively and as planned. But the other part of that is, is that every day for months and months and months, we constantly Sharpened our sword. We constantly rehearse. And I think that's something that I have absolutely tried to apply in business is that you can't have a win every day. There isn't going to be that excitement of a big deal or a big meeting every day. But you have to go back almost to like that daily seven every day, those basic functions of just keeping things clean. You know, early on in my career i i you know, had the habit which i learned in the marine corps which is you don't end the day without just organizing your workspace so that you can come right into it and work again it's kind of like turning in your gear and, and, and putting in a verse and people kind of wondered you know come on why? why is-? but these were just those basic disciplines that i learned that just helped me function better
0: right yeah and, and training and development you know especially in the private sector the the, the importance of training and development, and like you mentioned, even in the Marines, that, that constant training and development for the known and the unknown really, really paid off. And, and I love how you, you've you taken that discipline um, and, and, and transferred that to the private sector. Like you and I talked about before the show, you know, we can allocate corporate dollars to get you credentialed, maybe get you that uh, master's degree or doctorate, but I cannot allocate corporate dollars <laughs> to see to the University of Dependability.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) You know, so, you know, so now during this transition, you know, you you transition out, you go into the corporate sector, you're in a C-suite team, then you become an entrepreneur with, you know, with with a partner. Any emotions uh, of of isolation, stress, depression, some things, days you woke up, go, what the heck are you doing fast? Any emotions, my friend?
1: Yeah. And, you know, that's a great question. And um, I think I went through a cycle, which I've got to believe that many of us do, you know, who've come out of that world and come in and come into the business world or really any other world for that matter. In that, I guess that cycle looked like for a while, it's I'm good. I don't need anything. I, I got this. And then you do come to a point where you realize that, yes, you are that you are to some degree disconnected from those that understand you and those that understand those things that may weigh on you from time to time. And that could be as simple as, uh, you know, when, when, when we lose a deal, for example, which will happen in business, you know, we were, we react differently than our civilian peers. Yeah. You know, and, and what I mean by that is, we, we just don't give up, we're still looking for an angle, we're still looking for a way around. Not everybody understands this. So I think the importance of that was really making an effort to stay connected with um, you know, those i would served with and or others that had served. And I'm happy to say that over the years, I've seen more and more resources through the business world, veterans to remain connected with one another and 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 have that ability to 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 fix that isolation issue, which does happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Staying connected, to making the choice, ladies and gentlemen. You guys heard Fred say, you know, you, it's a choice and and choosing to to stay uh, connected to to your tribe, if you will, or to to, to your colleagues who serves the veterans and so on and so forth. I, I you know, I love love how you, how you said that, and I love how you you talk about how you thought through. It. You didn't have to. You could have went into severe isolation, my friend. Right. Um, but how you, you said, okay, I'm going through this cycle. Let me choose to, to stay connected to folks to include Mario P. Fields in 2022.
1: <laughs> you know, one thing, one thing I think we're taught very early yeah. uh, in the Marine Corps, um, you know, as early as being a PFC, you know, is you ultimately are responsible for you. Mm. You're responsible for for you. You're responsible for your gear, your all the things that are expected of you. And I think that the Marine Corps has built its success around that concept that if every individual is making sure that they are at their best, then the organization as a whole can be uh, at best. Nice. And so I think that the, the translation of that is that there's always going to be curveballs, there's always going to be curveballs. There's, you know, I was uh, two blocks away from the World Trade Center on my, in my sales office on the 26th floor uh, on 9/11. Um, you know, when, you know when that happened, uh, and I remember myself and another Marine, uh, you know, uh, also a great entrepreneur, Billy Gibbons, who we we both worked together, both Gulf War veterans. We we managed to kind of just, of course, we were scared, we were confused, but just that instinct was able to kick in to say, okay, let's get everybody organized. Let's get everyone down the stairs. Let's get everyone out to the street and let's, and let, and let, and let's figure this out. But I think, so there's that example of the, when those emotions kick in, those instincts that also ha, ha, have, to, have to kick in because the only two things that we control is our own actions and our own attitude. We cannot control anything else. And I think that um, something I took away greatly from my time in the Marine Corps was that if you make sure you are always at the most ready you can be and most prepared and in the best, you know, conditions that you possibly can be for a situation, then that's the best you can do. That's the best you can do. You know, if something doesn't go right, it should not be because of your lack of of, of discipline and, and effort
0: yeah yeah and i like how you say before you can take care of anybody else your family your co-workers colleague before you can even attempt to accomplish the the mission the goals of the company your organization you got to take care of yourself and focus on the things you can control and that's you and your thought process your attitude and so on and so forth that's wow looking back looking back at your entire journey how you thought through your emotions the skills you learned the experiences in the C-suite team and as an entrepreneur, if you had to pick one piece of advice to give the listeners and viewers, what would you give them?
1: I would say very, very simply, don't sell yourself short. If there's something that you believe um, you are going to be happy doing and want to do, go for it. But going for it means, you know, again, leaning on your background. You have the discipline invest in the education invest in the in the apprenticeships invest you know in having a good mentor all, all all the things that made you better in the marine corps apply those rules in your business life and 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 you will absolutely get ahead
0: nice wonderful well phisofas cipra I, by the way, I love that name, and We can maybe build a product around that name. Okay. Certainly. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll be your narrator. We can, we can broadcast that product and sell it. But thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for your service, Simplify. Truly appreciate everything you have done and what you're doing in your community.
1: No, thank you very much for inviting me here today.
0: No, thank you so much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, a couple of weeks coming up. See you guys with another amazing episode. But until next time, God bless everyone. Be safe out there, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this most recent episode. And remember, you can listen and watch all of the previous episodes on my YouTube channel. The best way to connect to me and all of my social media is follow me on the Parade Deck. That is www.paradedeck.com. Or you can click on the link in the show notes. I'll see you guys soon.